Thanks for checking out this talk, and uh, we're going to continue working through Alone Together and talking about chords, scales, the relationship between those two, um, and uh, so I'll be giving out some mode names and things like that. Uh, so we left off with uh, the A section and um, talked a bit about that. So we did that in two segments uh, over the last two talks. And so today we'll bring up the bridge, B section and talk about that a bit. All right, so this um, video and audio is available on the uh, YouTube member area, Overview and Analysis, and then the um, audio is available on the uh, podcast. Okay, so let's review the um, the key center that we're that we're with on this, um, and you could of course play this tune in in different keys, but uh, we're looking at uh, the key of uh, D minor here. So D is the tonic note. So let's talk about the, um, the B section here. So first chord is the A minor seven flat five. Go to the D seven flat nine. And into the G minor. So the, the tune aside, if you just took this sort of as a given moment or, or take it out of the context of the tune itself, uh, we have a 2-5 uh, one progression. So in the context of, uh, of the tune, the, the G is the four chord. Okay, so we want to 
kind of consistently just keep those two levels of um, of understanding um, in our within our awareness. So again, let's check out um, the the A minor. A minor seven flat five. So we th if we think about that, as the key of two flats, let's say for a moment, um, G minor has two flats. Um, we can use uh, Locrian. I think we actually talked about this a little bit. The Locrian mode. Now, another uh, another one we might consider comes from G harmonic minor. So the difference there. that I played a minute ago that's another another scale that you could kind of think of too which maybe I'll touch on that a little bit okay so that would be the natural nine and you can actually pair that with with the natural six as well but what we're aiming to do here is that flat nine and so the reason for that is that um, that's a B flat right so that is a is in G minor right that's the minor third of that of that sound so if we want to keep that character going and the, the flat nine to the A, A to the B flat gives us the B flat as well. Okay, so then when we get to thinking about the D7, D7 flat nine. We can use that same type of scale. Now, here we do have we do have choices too. But um, first thing we'll consider, think about is is using that uh, Phrygian dominant or the Mixolydian flat nine flat thirteen. comes out of that same uh, G-sharp harmonic minor scale. So there is a scale that you can, you can use over those two chords and 
could actually continue to use it on the um, G minor as well. Um, and one thing that you, you might think of too when you get to the G minor, is to maybe play back and forth between the, the five and the and the the one there. Okay. So that's just a little something that you can do, especially if a chord lasts for uh two measures, then you know you might add a little tension so you could do five five one five one five one um, back and forth on that sound so kind of just weaving in and out of um, of that okay so let's talk a little bit more about um, G minor and uh, then I will say that d7 um, you know, there's a lot that we can do there too. Um, altered scale. Uh, is one that, that can be pretty, um, pretty effective. Um, dialing up the dissonance. And again, with dominant seventh chords, there are um, quite a lot of things uh, that you can, you can kind of play. So for example, you can start using uh, diminished type sounds. Now that gets a little interesting, right? Because we have the B natural with that. So, so that is something to be kind of aware of. Um, another interesting idea there on, on dominant seventh chords is to play something like um, so you get sort of like the altered scale but you have a natural fifth right so on to on to G minor and so as we, as we talk about these, one thing I, I want to try to avoid conveying is that you need to use like this on this and do this. What I, what I want to get across is to explore and hear and get familiar with different sounds on, on particular chords and particular chord progressions. So I'm I'm really um, not saying to do this on this chord necessarily. So just kind of throwing out some options, and and these are kind of probably the first couple of things or a few things you might you might consider on a on a given sound. So I'm sticking with things that are fairly uh, inside. All right, so G minor, uh, we could think about playing 
Victorian type sound. Aeolian sounds. And then another, so I'm referencing the uh, standards real book here. And so another bit of a change that they have written in parentheses here is G minor, G minor, sharp five, and then six, G minor six. Okay, now, since we've kind of already, already talked about this one uh, as well, um, you might uh, think too just about chromatic tones, um, also pentatonic type sounds. Um, and one thing that we've been talking about too in the improv improvisation topics on the YouTube channel is uh, melodic structures. Let's maybe just talk a little bit about a couple of those um, ideas as far as content of of notes um, on chords goes. So let's say we have the um, A minor seven, A minor seven flat five. Let's talk about pentatonics. So let's say we play. Okay, so this is, you might think of this as like a, like a dominant seven, like a mode of the dominant, dominant pentatonic, but sus and with a flat nine. And then we're, rather than thinking about it in terms of D, uh, we're thinking about A, F diminished. That probably sounds a little bit complicated, but um, it's really not too bad. So if you have a D seven sus four flat nine, right? Um, then that sound, if you can kind of compare it to the um, dominant pentatonic. Then you just say, okay, the third is going to be replaced by the fourth. The root is going to be down a half, or not the root, the nine is going to be down a half step. So, and then just think of that as a mode of, of that, and then say, okay. One easy way to arrive at it at that is um you know i think a lot of guitarists are as far as pentatonic goes they're very familiar with the um minor um pentatonic so you could take a take an a minor pentatonic and just lower the, the fifth you can also take the blue scale and just remove the fifth Those are a couple little things to, to kind of consider and think about. But 
we're not talking about that, those things too much in this tomb and in, in this uh, talk, but those are um, those are scales to to consider. Um, and then the the mine the um, melodic structures, which I'm pulling this idea from Jerry Braganzi um, in his series of books. So the first one. A lot of structures he talks about um, about having maybe something like that. I'm I'm talking about it based on this chord we're talking about, but having maybe like a four note grouping. But I don't want to get into that too much because um, um, although that is related to scales, um, I want to keep this this mostly about seven seven notes, but. I thought since we talked a little bit about this particular progression earlier in the tune, but branch out a little bit there. So let's go on to the second half of the B section. So we have a pretty similar chord progression here. We're we're going G minor seven flat five to the C seven flat nine. And this time we're going to, to a major chord. That's a really nice effect I find. So um, having something that sounds like it's going to minor, but then ends up going to, to major. So it's pretty cool. So, and then if we, also if we think about G minor, so we landed on G minor a moment ago, and now we're taking the same chord but lowering the fifth. And then that's that's kind of important, right? Because you know, and maybe from a composer's point of view, you might say, "Well, we're already on G minor, and then we stay on the same same chord and the same chord quality. We're not dialing up a lot of a lot more tension. So dropping that five kind of gives you something. So we get." A minor seven flat five going to D seven flat nine to the G minor and then G minor seven flat five to C seven flat nine to the F major. So let's talk about this G minor seven flat five and then we'll maybe explore some of those ideas with the natural natural nine and talk a little bit about how um, thinking about that one chord, the major one chord of F can affect a little bit of your choices possibly on that, on the two of the, of the G minor. So, so we have uh, G minor. Seven flat five. So I might say, okay, well, Locran is kind of a 
might say go to board scale kind of thing um, on that sound. Um, but what if we just change the uh, A flat to an A natural? So that that changes things a little bit. So then we can we can say, okay, well, it is fairly compatible, right? Because we have um, going to F, and we have an A natural on the F chord. So you could really make a decision. You know, maybe I'll, maybe you want to play the flat nine because it's going to create more contrast and then you could you know maybe encircle the a later or something like that um anyway it's a choice to make you know kind of based on uh, what you're uh, wanting to hear but as far as practice sessions go um see if you can try both and get familiar um with each one um so that way that way sometimes you might want to play one sometimes you might want to play the other okay let's check out uh c7 flat nine here so i'm just playing c7 well i'll play the nine on the guitar actually maybe i'll put it in here Okay, so let's talk about this scale. This is kind of an interesting scale too. So this ties in a little bit to what we were just talking about, about maybe having an A natural, which which you don't need to, but um, for the sake of maybe just trying to keep things as close to where where you're going and, and just moving out from there. Um, since that has an A natural, that F has an A natural again, um, then we can maybe say, well, maybe we'll try a scale that has that. Now the chord itself has the flat nine. So you could say, okay, well, play, let's think about Mixolydian, which has a natural nine. And then just just lower that and keep everything else kind of the same. So, okay, and that's a mode of F harmonic major. So it's, it's pretty interesting to to compare that. So a harmonic minor and a harmonic major. So they both have the uh, flat six, and they both have. Um, the major seven um, relative to to their tonic, and then one one has the minor characteristic, the flat third, and the one has the uh, major major third. So that's an interesting uh, thing to play. Now, one thing that I kind of like about um, the harmonic minor, let's say, or even altered scale or all that on the C7 is 
do get a little contrast with with the A, so kind of not having it in there. Yeah, kind of dancing around it there. Is a nice effect too. So you might say, okay, well, maybe I want to play a Phrygian dominant. Resolve to the F. Um, then you can play the major third. All right. So that's that's something to consider there. Um, and then the the F major. Um, try you know. Kind of the, the key center is key of one flat, right? So but you might play around with the sharp eleven sound. But you know, kind of try it and explore it. And then, and then you can kind of control it and decide, you know, what, what kind of sound am I going for there? So we'll go over a couple more chords here before we end it out. But um, let me just check and see if any questions have come in. And so I'm streaming this. Uh, live here so uh so i'm taking questions and stuff like that so um let's um let's talk about these last few chords so there are a couple of chords that are in parentheses on this book standards real book let's check out this b9 sharp 11 so i'm playing a b7 But we could play this forcing that over a B, so that gives us a nine here on top. Okay, so let's think about the chord scale. So we have natural nine, sharp eleven. Then you might think about the Lydian dominant scale. So let's say. kind of sound. So that's one of the modes of the melodic minor. All right, so that's um that's a really good sound there. Um B flat 13. There you might actually use something pretty similar. things start to cycle back into um, to D minor so we're setting that up so we have E minor 7 flat 5 
to a7 flat 9. So E minor 7 flat 5 to the a7 flat 9. And so again there, you might think about the uh, D harmonic minor, and we've covered that change a bit. So just to review that, what you what I would advise you to do is think about D harmonic minor as a collection of tones, and then either loop or play something like E minor 7 flat 5 and then kind of explore the sound of that and you can kind of do it note by note and just really you know get your ear acclimated to it. like what what is that sound what does that sound like when I play against that harmony or with that harmony and um, listen for that uh, particular uh, consonance or dissonance and then the, the kind of the flavor or the sort of the coloring or, of what what that sound uh, impression is is for you. All right, everybody. Well, that will conclude our talk for um, today. And um, so if you are uh, checking this out on the podcast, which will be available for replay, um, check out the uh, YouTube channel. It's uh, youtube.com forward slash fretprints. And... Um, Check out the overview and analysis. I'm thinking I will probably include some live stream podcasts from from different levels. I don't think I'll do like every um, every one of the videos, but um, at least I, this I'm doing quite a few because I want to create a set basically of of this chord progression. So I'm, I'm going to do one more podcast. Um, tomorrow with this overview and analysis so we have so you can have you know all those things but um, also if you're watching the video or the live stream on YouTube um, check out the podcast and see if you could listen to this and focus on the on the ear aspect of it and, and the you know concepts and things that I'm talking about as well all right everybody well Thanks again for checking this out and I'll see you in the next one.